Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> everyone to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. For today, we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from July the 29th of 1989. We're coming off a big, huge Great American Bash pay-per-view, which you can only get our review of that at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. More on that later in the show and all the new Patreon members. But for now, I am sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper who texted us saying that he was ready, but now we're four minutes after he said he would be ready, and he's not here. Doc, what's new? You would think that with one of the, all those th- three clocks he's got to have around him at all times, he could know what time it is and be here. He's day drunk, isn't he? No, I think he worked today, and I think, you know, for everybody, we make fun of Harper's timing. Hopper's job lately is is really putting the boots to him, and he is working a lot of hours. So I really do think uh, he's just busy with work, and he's not day drunk today. And he texted us saying he'd be ready, and I just think um, I think he was I think he was just stressed out with work, and he probably went and took a dump, you know, right at the time mm. that he said he needed to record or would record, and now he's he in gets the process nervous. of dumping. He gets nervous before we record, I think, and he just has nervous tummy. Drop a poop or two. Yeah. Uh, Doc, how's your football season going, man? Uh, I know you were very optimistic uh, when we recorded last week's show before before the annual Thanksgiving game with your Cowboys. How are you feeling, man? Are you ready to live, love, and laugh? And are, are you still in that playoff mode, Bubba? <laughs> uh, alcohol's a hell of a drug. I want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You were playing it up. Playoffs. Now you're in one week's time at the bottom of the cellar. No, <laughs> now I'm working, at, I'm working on some draft mock drafts. Oh, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. <laughs> okay. Hey, real quick, before you jump in and say anything else, I want to give a special shout out to our largest pitch contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, and Joe Weiss. Thank you for your support. And then, Doc, I'll tell you what, let me run through these um, either new Patreon members, people who move over from Podbean finally, or those who made the bump up to our annual option. So let me run through that, and then we'll get into what you got with your flips and dives. First off, while we're waiting on Hopper, uh, shout out to new Patreon member Shannon Laughlin. I think I'm saying that right. Thanks for signing up, Shannon. Appreciate that. 
Shout out to new Patreon member and a man who left a five-star review a few weeks ago, Grandmaster Wang, aka Moose Denied on Twitter. He's also a fellow Hudat, so of course, you know, I appreciate Wang signing up. And he left a great, great review. New Patreon member Dean Pavlik. Also new Patreon member Phoenix Fury. New Patreon member Chuck Wolf. Chuck is getting those two months free because we ran that annual option sale uh, the week of Thanksgiving. Also, shout out to longtime Patreon member Kevin Jeff Jeffrey. Uh, Kevin bumped up to the annual option as well during our Thanksgiving sale. Uh, Matt Wilson, he is also a longtime Patreon member. He moved over to the annual option. Longtime Patreon member Mark Wilson also moved over to the annual option as well. He's also a BTT Hall of Famer, been one for a long time. Shout out to longtime Patreon member Michael Angel, also a BTT Hall of Famer. He moved over to the annual option during our sale as well. And lastly, shout out to Keith Dewey, longtime Patreon member and now a new BTT Hall of Famer. He not only moved over to the annual option, but he bumped up and is now a Hall of Famer. So, Keith, hopefully when this pandemic blows over, we can have a few more drinks again at the next Wildcat X-Rated event. And with all that said, Doc, I know you want to get some stuff in, but it looks like the superstar is online. So mm. how about I, uh, you know, only what, seven minutes late? Why don't you cast your line out there and reel him in, the big fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, big fish. <laughs> Throw a line out there. You think Hopper, when he's hitting on a woman, just unzips it and goes, hey, baby, this is what I'm working with? <laughs> no. Hopper. Hi. What's up, man? Long time no speak. Uh, you missed last week. I know you were busy with work, the shoot job. Yeah. We're already rolling. The recorder's gone, so just kind of warning you before you say something crazy. How you doing? Oh. How y'all doing? Uh, we're living a dream. Doc, did he cut out for me or, or you too? Yeah, he cut out for me too. Oh, fuck. I figured oh, you forgot to restart, didn't you? I don't, yeah. I updated it like two days ago. Okay. Well, well, we just noticed that you were seven, eight, seven minutes late to the show. So we're wondering if you're at your house because we know you like to have a lot of clocks around you, so you know what time it is. Yeah, I'm at the house. Okay. It's six fifty-five. Right. You said six forty-five. Well, time is not relative. I'm just trying to keep you on your toes. Well, of course. <sighs> All right. Lisa's not seven, right? So we did start yeah. early. We did I... start early. That's true. That's how you got to look at it. I agree. Yeah. And we were just talking about uh, talking about everybody's good football seasons. I know, right? The Saints are the best team in the fucking NFC. I how told about you the Cowboys. The Cowboys. You know, dog right. shit. We're going. We're gonna go. We're gonna have a good draft pick. No, you're not. Yes, we are. We're gonna blow it, but we're gonna have a good draft pick. So y'all are gonna finish just just good enough to not get a good draft pick. Bruh. You're gonna get like seven wins or something like that. Five Bruh. or six, seven wins. If you could dig seven wins out of this thing, you're Vince Lombardi. Well, I mean, y'all got four, right? I think we have three. Oh, it's only three? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, six wins are probably going to win that division. If you can dig three wins out of the rest of this thing, you're Vince Lombardi. That's crazy, huh? 
if the maybe, winner of that maybe, division is maybe, six and maybe ten. Jason, maybe Jason Garrett wasn't the problem after all. <laughs> all right, uh, Doc, uh, you got any uh, spotlights? I think you got one, and then I've got two that you well, can see. Well, I, I got a couple that. actually. This isn't a five star review, but I'm going to throw it out as a Dockaholic spotlight because I'm pretty sure it would brighten this young man's life up. Uh, we got a Twitter message the other day from LaRon Brown, and he said that BTT podcast, you guys make my day. Salute to you guys, especially Doc Turner, because he and I can both be assholes, and Hardbody Harper because he's hilarious. Yeah. And Mr. Mills just for keeping it 1,000. Right. That's when it got the, the tweet turned black. Um. So, LeBron, we thank you out there. We know you've been listening for a while. Appreciate it. Keep listening. Keep being an asshole. Um, I also saw something on Twitter where one of our goon squad posted a picture of him being in the goon squad. Did you see that, Mike? Yeah, what's the problem? He made a rookie-ass mistake because if you look at that selfie he's posting or a picture of himself, he put a picture of him and his girl in the background. Oh. <laughs> What do you? What have we always learned? You keep your women out of away from the wrestling business. Yes, fuck I that. I never, I never noticed that, but okay. I mean, <laughs> I never noticed that. I never noticed that somebody's girl was in the background on the picture. But whatever, yeah. Goon Squad for life, bro. The Goon Squad is uh, they're they're loud and proud, and I don't blame them, man. They do good work. Yeah, they're they're the crack pack. <laughs> uh, proceed. Um, and then we did get a five-star review over on my side of things from Travis Wilson. He's, uh, he's got a, he, he sums it all up real quick. I like a guy who gets to the point quick so that I don't have to wait. I want to fuck around a bunch. He says, BTT, the very best show that is on the air. I like it. That's it. it. That's yeah. it. Well, good for him. In and out. It's good for us. Travis Wilson. Tight. High and tight. I got. We two. appreciate all. We appreciate all the five stars. I mean, I know you have some too. This this is helpful to our our algorithms and digital content platforms. <laughs> Do we when have any like sell... bad ones? No, no, no. When are we going to sell out to Spotify? Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> you want to like tell Joe Rogan? You want to <laughs> Doc's Doc's mad about that. Doc, you want to tell the people what you mean? You gotta you gotta explain yourself. We were just Mike and I were talking today about Rogan, and it's like I don't listen to every one of his shows, but I've kind of gotten you know when you need something besides wrestling, it's a good place to go. I mean, he's got me wanting to eat elk elk meat because he talks about it every show, but he's over on Spotify now, and it's like, man, I don't want to get another app and have to deal with that bullshit fuck it do i really like his show that much it's not on youtube anymore i don't i, think, I don't i don't know i don't know i don't, I don't know I, i'll know when, when i get off this phone right now so i can i can look in a second but i think based on what i heard him say was like spotify is the exclusive place that you can get it so i don't know if he's on, I mean, the old ones are on YouTube, but I, I think yeah. anything after 12-1 is all on Spotify now. So Doc and I were talking, and I was like, I mean, look, here's the thing. I believe in capitalism, and I don't think he sold out. I think they offered him a shit ton of money, and you know what? 
I'd probably take the crap ton of money because it's not like they, they bought him out and he's going away. Like the way he described it was he's going to retain like all control of his show. They're not booking guests. He's everything's still the same. It's just that it's on that one platform. channel. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. A different channel. So, I mean, you know, if somebody came and offered the three of us a, a few million dollars and was just like, Look, it's it can only be on Spotify. You know what? I would sell uh, dick pills. Right. I, I would sell <laughs> dick pills. I would have mattresses on here. You could order through. You, I'd be telling you to watch out for trains. Oh yeah, Magic Spoon, Magic Spoon twenty three, twenty three Skidoo on the 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 hereditary things, <laughs> whatever it is. I mean, if you need to, if you're trying to advertise your your toxic waste dump will take you in i don't care that yeah point. really but someone offered that much money i'll sell out fuck yeah you'd be stupid not to the thing and like and to repeat the we're gonna keep to the artistic integrity so basically what we're telling you people is that we're gonna right now retain the artistic integrity of the show because nobody's offered us enough to compromise that yet yeah <laughs> well that's the thing they according to him he doesn't have to change anything. Are you saying so, we're as big as Rogan? You got damn I'm right. Sure, I'm pretty sure some consultants would listen to us and have some changes, a list of changes. Why? <laughs> well, Dude. first of all, you don't show up to work on time. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm black. Hey, <laughs> I'm like Mike. And we're not we're not popular enough to pull that racist nonsense to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice Hopper. that's uh, fucked up yeah it is All right, let, me, let me uh let me get my five stars out the way so we got two on the podcast attic remember you can you can review us on podcast attic too we got one he says goes by northwest btt mark he says ladies and gentlemen and whatever other godforsaken species may listen to this show if you are reading this congratulations for stumbling upon the best wrestling podcast on the internet today no ads no bullshit just great wrestling content and commentary that will bring you back the best memories of your childhood and have you rolling with laughter thanks to Harper, doc and menace for all you do be blessed and be a blessing from mm. northwest btt mark all right mm. that's a good one and one more from Hot Raj 1974. He says, such a great podcast that Conrad Thompson is ripping it off. Hashtag no kidding. It, bitch. <laughs> Let's talk about that. You know, it's, it took it took I'm what, not talking four, about nothing. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about it took three or four years for that guy to realize he had like gold sitting with him with the history of wrestling, and now he's gonna do the classic sling. Did you see did you see that tweet doc that I retweeted from the BTT page? I did not. I've been busy lately. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me let me pull it up. Uh god, I'm not on. I mean, much. we're only sitting here with Tony Schiavone. Maybe we should talk to him about some of the best wrestling that's ever happened. Yeah, now, really. Huh? We'll do we'll do WWE 2010 Judgment Day pay-per-view for 3 years and then get to it. Wow. Okay. We'll uh, do. We'll do. We'll do WCW Nitro for in two thousand, and then we'll get to it. For the record, I got nothing against Conrad. This is. I don't either. I listen Conrad. to his shows, but it's like he's been sitting on the gold. That ain't cool. All right, real quick. Uh, Roger Rutherford at 
R A Rutherford at R A underscore Rutherford seventy four. He says at W H W Monday, which is Tony's show Twitter handle. Uh, Tony, we love you. I love your idea to cover 1986 JC, uh, JCE. I think he means JCP. I hope you guys do as well as BTT. <laughs> anyway, uh, hi, Conrad. We love you. Uh, there's no shade um, from me, at least. I don't know about Doc. I can't speak for him. But uh, hi, Conrad. We love you. Anyway, Doc, anything else you want to mention? Uh, those are our five-star reviews this week. Um, Harper, you know, it's almost Christmas season. Are there any Christmas themed cereals that we should know about? Um, they got a bunch of them. Okay. They got the Captain Crunch one. There's a Christmas one. They got the, you know, the elf on a shelf deal. Oh yeah. Trust me. I know. Yeah. They got a cereal for that too. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Is it called crap on a crust? I don't know. It's just basic shit. Yeah. Well, I guess it's it. what? How was y'all's Thanksgiving? How was yours? It was great. Uh, did you hang out with your girly girl? Yeah. He's lying. He's tired. He didn't want to nah, go I where did. she went. Uh, yeah, okay. But you're still tired. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then we had to go to her aunt's house afterwards and wait for Man. her grandma and did old you... people to leave. So, Did you wear a mask? Well, yeah, wore a mask. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> he was coughing up Corona. <laughs> hey, what's up, Auntie Karen? <laughs> well, that shit where is she out going to two fucking houses? <laughs> you damn right. I'm like, glad fuck, I don't this have is to do that. off this fucking week. This is the shit I gotta fucking do. Fuck <laughs> these pilgrim motherfuckers. <laughs> fuck. Oh. <laughs> Y'all heard what he said? <laughs> it's his only day off. He's got to go to two houses. He just wants to relax. The hell with these pilgrims. I can't. I couldn't wait to fucking leave and just like can I just just kick my shit and watch fucking Magnet PI on on fucking charge and drink a fucking Rolling Rock. Fuck. I got Lucky. I got blackout drunk. How about that? There you go. Bro, he texted me the next day <laughs> at night time. He's like, I am still hungover from yesterday. That doc was wasted. Wasted. Sucks. Yeah, I stayed up late too. That's another one that gets you at our age. Is you need to go to bed at the same time when you're our age because that'll help with the hangover. So. That's a all that's right, a, right. some advice for all of you out there. You, I found that I can almost drink as much as I want and not have a hangover as long as I go to bed at about the same time. But I stayed up late and I drank like tw- over twenty beers. I know, and, and he's God alcoholic. He, he drinks yeah. like seven nights a week, y'all. He's constantly drinking beer, and he doesn't. And he's in denial that he's an alcoholic. He's in denial. <laughs> That's nice. Why do you want to label people? Yeah. Because you're an alcoholic, man. You don't like it when we label you. He's a functioning alcoholic, okay? That's right. And you don't like it when we label you. Yeah. I don't care what you do, but I'm telling you, you're an alcoholic. Why? What is is your definition of an alcoholic? Because you drink multiple drinks 
at least six days a week, if not seven. Well, that's not bad. He's not getting <laughs> fucked up, though, right? I don't know about that. It depends on your definition of fucked up is, because no, the alcoholic never wants to admit. He's sitting there looking at him. That don't mean nothing. He's a functioning alcoholic. To be fair, I am drinking a lot more than I used to before Rona because there's just not as much to do. I'm stuck in the house. Like when you're out, you know how it is when you got youth sports and school events and different shit going on, you got to run errands. You can't be all crocked, half crocked, but when all you got to do is you're working from home still, you just get off work and like go sit in the living room. It's easy to just drink, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I ain't missed a day of work. I ain't missed a day of virtual school. So you need to climb down off my dick, motherfucker. Fucking we- loser. Yeah. He's talking about you, Mike. That's nice. Talking to you. All right, y'all want to talk some wrestling now so we're not here all night? Yeah. Uh, right. There's not a lot in this show, so let's hit it. Yeah, they're really, they're really, this show is pretty empty. I want to make sure you can see my screen first. Can you see the, uh, can see the little, uh, hawk on a hog? All right. So again, we are talking tonight, July 29th, 1989, NWA Saturday night on TBS. We are coming off the heels of the Great American Bash pay per view. So, Again, if you want to access our review of the pay-per-view, the only way to do so is to go to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt and sign up there uh, to get access to not only the pay-per-view, this pay-per-view, but all of the pay-per-views we've done for the NWA, along with the Clash of the Champions and whatnot. They're all there, along with 200-plus, probably over 300 now episodes on Patreon. Hey, y'all need to get over to Patreon and listen to that because Mike and I both got in trouble for that shit. Uh-oh. Oh boy. So you want to tell okay. the people why we got in trouble? I'm sure they'd want to know. So Mike and I Mike was hit me up last Tuesday, I think. And he said, Hey, Harper ain't gonna make it. Why don't when do you want to record? And this is the normal show we did without you last week. I said, I don't know, man. I could probably squeeze out of work early. And why don't we do it this afternoon? But shit, if we're going to do that, why don't we just do the pay-per-view right after it? Knock it all out in one day so we don't have to do anything else this week. And I said, are, are you, you sure? sure? And here's the thing. And so I, was, and so yeah. I said, I'm sitting there working and Mrs. Doc was home and I said, hey, is that cool with you? It's going to take a while. You know, it's going to be a while, but we can knock everything out. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. All right, well, I'm good. Let's go. So we did last week's Saturday night plus the pay-per-view, and we recorded for four hours. Jesus Christ. Well, it was about three hours and 45 minutes. I it think was three Close hours. enough. It was three hours and 50 minutes. Right. But you would have thought we were in here being Buddy Landell with other women <laughs> And all the drugs. <laughs> Doc got in trouble. That's nice. I was like, I told you we were doing two shows. Each show's almost two hours. Two plus two is four. We got out in three hours and fifty minutes. We hit we we did better than we should have. But yeah. you know, you know how that goes. You're you're just in here with our wrestling podcast. It's, fuck. 
It drives them up a wall. And you got you got a you got a a hateful text while we were on from the other room. Yeah, she's in the other room talking about everything all right. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just doing what I told you I was gonna do. I mean, I'm doing better than Rick. He just got misted by Muda, but I mean, what do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. So there was uh there were some promos being cut and Doc texted me like four or five times after. He's like Bro, she's hot. She's cutting promos. Oh, yeah. I'm in here just staying away from the family. And I mean, even if it's true, you can't say it. That's nice. You're 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 ignoring your family to do this dumb wrestling shit. That's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying that may be true, but at least I don't have to go to two Thanksgivings. Well, it was the Tuesday. It was the Tuesday afternoon before Thanksgiving. So. They the weren't day, doing a. They weren't doing a damn thing either. And the next day, you and I got put through the ringer, getting everything ready for Thanksgiving. Right. So, like, we were just trying to knock it out that way. Wednesday and Thursday, we wouldn't have to do anything. Or Friday, and Doc got a massive promo cut on him. But that's uh, that's how it went down. Yes. So right now, though, we're gonna do NWA Saturday Night from July 29th, nineteen eighty nine, on the heels of that pay per view, which was very good. But you gotta go to Patreon to get access to the review at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Um, we open up the show this particular week and we see some clips of the entrances from the recent pay per view that we were just talking about that we covered. And Jr. tells us you're not gonna believe uh what we're gonna show you before we go off air today. So I guess more on that later. And then they immediately go to the very first match on this week's episode, which is Rick and Scott Steiner with the lovely Missy Hyatt versus, boy, this is a hell of a team. If you're watching on the video review, you're going to see in a second, Ron Simmons and the Iron Sheik. Oh, my talk God. About a, talk about a tag team that I don't know if we really thought tagged in 89. Simmons and Sheik. Uh, Doc... Before I throw it to you, well, well, before I mention anything else, I just want to say, what are your thoughts on this? Or ask you, what are your thoughts on this matchup with these two teams? Well, first of all, Harper missed a real treat because Missy was at her absolute best at the pay-per-view. Mm. I ain't Harper. even kidding. She Breakfast, lunch, on, and dinner. She had on like a pink leather outfit. Is that is that about sum it up, Doc? That that was that she looks like she bought in the in the young misses section, and it was a little too small. Oh, she was. Let me tell you, Great American Bash, nineteen eighty nine, Missy, Missy. I hope you've listened. I've seen people recommend you to our show. My God, eighty nine, Missy Hyatt was ridiculous. All the way. Look at that. That dress right there. Yeah, we're watching the Steiners come out. Robin Green is uh, flirting with Rick Steiner, you know. Rick. Uh, this Robin Green thing's some... taking a while, isn't it? Yeah, it for does real, take. Huh? It takes a while. It's got a long. It's a long angle, uh, but it. But it's got. It's a good angle. But you know, Rick's trying to Damn. get him some stank on his hang low uh, from Robin Green. Um, now, Doc, you were talking about the pay per view, but anything on this match with this just Simmons and Sheik tagging. This is a main event anywhere in the world. Is it? Bruh, the one thing I kept thinking about 
to watch this. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Hold on. Can you imagine Sheik and Ron Simmons tagging up on a 1989 rack? <laughs> That's nice. Is that all you think about? Is that no, all you think? Come on. I'm just like, I can see these two like, you know, pulling something from the bar and they just seem like an odd Some... tag team and even an odder tag team with the rat. Oh, something. Man. Um, This is pulling, something else pulling though. Pulling something. Is that what you and Chris Adams used to do? Whoa. I don't, wouldn't call it that, but okay. Look at Ron Simmons sell that clothesline by Scott yeah. Steiner. Anyway, uh, thoughts on this match, Doc? I'm I'm making a joke about these two, but seriously. Well, I, I the one thing that really stood out to me is that we definitely see more of the Sheik wrestling than we did last week. I told well that too, but I to, remember when I told you. See, Harper wasn't here last week, and Harper kept saying, "Where's Sheik?" I said, "I don't think he's gone," and and I was right. Um, I, we know he stays under contract for a while, but I knew he was going to wrestle again, or at least I remembered. Uh, but but he definitely last week, you know, Harper wasn't here. Harper Sheik was in like I guess about a five minute match or so. What you say, Doc? Yeah. And he and he, Did he, and he wrestled for no, huh? No, but his tag, he wrestled his for tag like, team partner last week was Wild Bill Irwin. So it's so when but he was can, but he was in the ring for thirty seconds. Harper, go ahead, go ahead, Harper. I didn't mean to cut you off. So when someone cancels, they they just throw the Iron Sheik in there with them. That's what it seems like. I don't know. I think maybe uh, Jim Herb was like, well, I'm paying this guy. I might as well just put him on TV a little bit. Mm. Uh, Doc, what are the thoughts on this match? JR did comment how they have nothing in common, and I was thinking <laughs> kind of to your point, but a little bit different. I bet they could pound beers together. They ain't all they're pounding together. Yeah. Come on, Come on man. A sheik, a sheik, come on, a sheik, Mister Simon, what kind of rat you like? You like a big booty? I like a little skinny. <laughs> the, <laughs> the fruity booty. <laughs> um, um, all right. Uh, uh, you know, my thing here is, what's the plan for Ron Simmons? He turned and he was going with Teddy Long and he looks like a million dollars. What's what are we doing here? Uh you will be happy when we eventually see. I realize I that, but what are we waiting on? And second of all, do you notice Sheik weaseled out of even eating the pen? Yeah, I did. I think uh I don't think they're trying to swerve us or anything. I think they just kind of like, well, Ron's here. Let's just put him out there with Sheik in this TV match. But I mean, oh, I don't think I don't... they're trying to swerve us. I think it's just lazy. Yeah, I think they 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 just fucking threw this shit together. I mean, you need something to put on TV, so it is what it is. Uh, real quick though, with the uh, Harper, did you have anything from this? No, I just right. the Iron Sheik needs to go back to fucking Iran. Man. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He needs to no, cut he... more promos. He needs to... right. We had a lot of fun with his promos like earlier this year. They don't let them cut promos in the in live anymore, though. Oh man, I, I 
Sheik's promos were 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 great. We got a great laugh. I mean, he was out there working and flexing. I loved it. But <laughs> anyway, club. uh, so Jr. Like during this thing, he's plugging all the towns the NWA is going to, including New Orleans. At one point, there you go. It. Um, r- Scott Steiner hits Simmons with a sunset flip off the top rope, and he ends up pinning Simmons. I thought this match was really kind of flat. I mean, it really wasn't much to it. These four guys are all better than this, even she. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it was just kind of like okay. And I don't know. That's kind of all I really had. Nothing. It was nothing exciting. Um, considering a very cold match. Yeah, it really was. You think Rick um, Steiner's like, hey, Herd, when are you going to let me pound Robin? <laughs> that's nice. Come on, Doc. Grow up. You do know he's Rick. Uh, Kevin Sullivan's wife, right? You're right. Yes, what? that's why I'm like, grow up. Why? Jesus, I don't know. Okay, uh, let's keep it. That's moving. where we decide. That's where we decide after five and a half years to grow up. Okay. No, we decide all the time to grow up. We just never do it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah. I had some guy complaining to me in email this week. He's like. And I tune in for the show for the first time ever, bruh. And you know what you did? I mean, you guys sat there and just BS for like the first 20 minutes, dude. I mean, what the hell, man? I just tuned in to hear about some wrestling. Well, if you listen long enough, you get to be part of the show and we enrich your life and you learn about the characters and you can learn all that if you were too busy fucking the fuck off <laughs> all right uh the dr pepper cream <laughs> we soda. don't have any we don't have any fucking sponsors agreed the okay. uh doctor the dr pepper cream... did you we're back we're, hey we're, some yeah. guy that some, mike just told us some guy hates our our small talk and wants us to just cover wrestling so do you think you yeah. could give us the the, the not color commentary harper give us play by play on this match no who in the okay. fuck wants to listen to that shit? Right. <laughs> Bro, go somewhere else and listen to that. Right. <laughs> There's so many other podcasts where you can hear that shit with people like they they try to fucking act like they know what in the fuck they're saying. Go listen like, to that, bro. Like like what he's saying is they try to be serious all the time. Right. And they they try to think they're fucking experts yeah because of something that they heard an interview or uh they heard on some podcasts i hate people like that bro well you know uh rick Stoddard, he only got paid to how in the fuck do you know how... Why in you 1989 were you there god you i wish his internet wasn't cutting out he's about know. to Why go on a rant out? did you hear me <laughs> sir sir, sir. Have you tried restarting the computer? <laughs> when's, the, when's the last time you restarted, Hopper? I don't three, know. Three sessions of jerking off ago. That's nice. <laughs> you want me to reset it? Uh, well, let's try that. Yeah, let's let's try a reset. Uh, right. Go ahead and do that. Doc and I will cover this Sting and Bill Ford match, and then uh, right. uh, Bill when Ford's I see off. you. Yeah, when I see you, when I see you green, I'll call you back. All right. All right. All right. So uh, we go to. So, God, so let's was... just recap. We're late and we don't come ready. When we finally do show up, we're not ready to roll. 
I restarted my machine at four thirty. We started wrestling. We started watching wrestling at six thirty or six forty-five. He's still showing on. I, thought I don't care. Too. All right. Uh, so we got Sting. He defeats Bill Ford in the next match, and he cuts a short picture-in-picture promo on the way to the ring. Uh, Sting talks about his win over Muda. That was controversial, as we discussed on the Great American Bash pay-per-view Patreon special that we did. Uh, Sting wins in about a minute over Bill Ford. I don't know what Sting's talking about as far as his win over Muda, uh, as you and I discussed, and we won't get into the detail. It was basically kind of like a double pin, and we'll, I guess we'll leave it at that. Right, Doc? Yeah, it was a little convoluted. Um, it definitely was convoluted. That Bill Ford had, a, had an interesting look. Um, well, how would you describe it? I don't really know. It's kind of like this is where we need Harper. He's he's kind of like a if Terry Funk, Cactus Jack, and Killer Tim Brooks all had a baby. I don't think he looks like odd in any way, shape, or form. No, I mean I like the look. He looks like a legitimate tough guy at a biker bar. And my note was is that wrestling needs more guys today that look like that. You know, you know what he looks like. A little bit. Well, I can't say that because he's got he's got tights on, and this won't be true. But he's got um he does have that Terry Funk look with the with the with the tights and the boots and then the t shirt. It's the t shirt and he I guess the bandana he had around his head when the match started. Yeah, I think that's kind yeah. of what you're looking at. Yeah, just I almost. Remember... Go ahead. Well, and and the point there is, you, you remember back in the old days we didn't we didn't wear t shirts to the ring. You know, I almost said he looked like, but I stopped because he doesn't really, and I don't want people to be like, no, nah, he don't look like him. Luke he almost, No, if you look at him from like the waist up, if he had on some pants or shorts like they wear now, he almost looks like one of the Briscoes. That's what I'm saying is he's got an interesting enough look, and in this little sequence there where he misses the, the clotheslines, he looks good. Eh, he looked all right. It's hard to explain. He He was very... His timing was very bad when okay. he hit the ropes. He, yeah, I'll just say he looked all right. It was only a minute match, so you really can't miss anything. But anyway, um, or it's hard to miss stuff, I should say. All right, let's keep going. Doc, any other thoughts on Ford and Sting right there? I hate those insert videos that, that WWF pioneered during this day. It's not terrible. It's just it's w very much WWF style, you know. And I just I like having people cut promos with the crowd in the background. This the okay. going to the next thing bothers me. Uh, you're talking about this promo with Gary Hart. Yeah, it's a studio cut. Have him cut it right out there in front of everybody. No, I bet you. I know why they did that. I bet you this taping of the show happened before the pay per view. Okay. So that's that's why they're doing this away in the studio. Make sense now? Oh, I, I, I get it. You don't have to talk, explain it to me like I'm, I'm a not talking. Let's go to Gary Hart since you want to be an asshole. You can say what you want, Sting. The National Wrestling Alliance can say what they want. You can say that Muda's not the champion, but you can also say the Sting isn't the champion. They say the belt that represents the world TV title is held up 
but it's held by Gary Hart. And till you, you blonde-headed goop, can beat Muda or find somebody big enough to come and take it away, you are exactly what I say you are. You are a Mr. Nobody. And look who's holding the title. So you want to be the champion? Why don't you come and get it like a man? rather than go into the hierarchy of the NWA and cry on their shoulder and beg to get your belt back. Because any man knows it takes a real man to beat the great Muda, and you ain't nothing but a blonde-headed, crying sissy sucker. All right, so that was Gary Hart. Harper's back. Harper, did you uh, catch the end of Gary Hart, or did you uh, miss him? No, I just clicked on it. All right, we were to, we were just playing the Gary Hart promo. So, again, Hart says the belt might be held up, but he's got it in his possession. And we really don't know what's going on with the belt, to be honest. It, it's not really clear. Would you agree with that, Doc, related to the TV title? What's thinking, Moody? Yeah. Uh, based on what happened at the pay-per-view with the, the double pin, I'll call it that. Anyway, um, Hart tells Sting, you're going to have to deal with Muda if you want this strap back. And that's kind of what where we're at. Uh, Doc, they, I don't remember, not, um, we did this a week ago now and I can't remember. They didn't say anything about the belt, right? On, on the pay, at the pay-per-view? No, well, no. Yeah, that's what I thought. Remember that we had the, they had the sequence at the end, so everything is sort of. Yeah, everything is chaotic. That's what I thought. So anyway, um, you know what I wanted to look at, Doc, as we were talking about this? Uh, big titties. (laughs) That's nice, Doc. So I'm going to go back to. To, to Sting's entrance. Did you notice what he does? He comes out with the belt, but he puts it down immediately. See how he's got the belt? Uh, I'm not supposed to have it. Right. And he puts it down immediately. And so I wanted to point that out because we know now at the pay-per-view, we had a double pin. Thus, If the belt he has the belt, how did Gary Hart have the belt? Yeah, that's bullshit. Go. Come on, Everything dog. is airtight, bro. That's the least airtight thing we've seen in a long time. That's why I went back to it. Okay. Doc, did you have any other thoughts on Gary Hart before we keep moving? No. So we get Brian Pillman. He comes out, and he is going up against Keith Steinborn. Uh, we got that Def Leppard in the background as uh, Pillman makes his way to the ring. And Pillman hits, uh, drops kick Steinborn, and Steinborn is... Um, as Steinborn is sitting on the top rope, really nice move. I got Pillman with the win here. Pretty much wins with ease. Nothing really to t- say about it. Doc, any thoughts on this match? That finisher was something for 1989. The yeah, really, are. Agreed. Huh? The, you're talking about the drop kick uh, on the top rope? Yeah. I thought it was fabulous. But it, it shows it, Pillman's uh it was as innovative then as we thought Chris Candido was coming into Smoky Mountain in ninety three. I agree. Hopper, thoughts on the match and Pillman here. Yeah, Fry almost Fry and Brian. <laughs> Fry and Brian really just sticks out from this whole roster and his uh, wrestling ability. He's the man, dude. Yeah, I wait for the Z Man. What? Z Man is not far off. Good. God. Yeah, when they when they become a tag team, he's not far off, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Doc can't wait for Z Man. You hey, know, Doc. I really, I really did pick the right time to 
wander away from wrestling in my ears. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You and, and it's not that you you picked the right time. It's biology picked the right time. <laughs> what happened to you? Yeah, really. You you were Kathy you were activated. Happened. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know your 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 nads started swelling up with things, and you needed to release. And, mm. Yeah. Just had the climax. That's nice. All right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Pillman wins and looks really good in in Pillman like fashion. Look at that then, right there. No, no, go back. That's the look he's giving at the kid. While he's back up. The... <laughs> look right there. That's right. Your... Hey. <laughs> All that you need is like that one of his teeth or his eyes to sparkle with that ding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mento, the fresh maker. Ding. <laughs> you know what? It's like a, a, a close-up uh, uh, toothpaste commercial. Yeah, he was about in that position when he made that smile to the kid. <laughs> I wonder, if he, I wonder if he hooked the leg. <laughs> You're getting this story wrong, you idiot. He was plowing her from the back. Oh. He wasn't that in that While the kid was in the fucking... Uh, crib. What do you call it? A baby pen. Yeah, in the crib. <laughs> but that's the look. <laughs> He's missing. He's not winking though. That's what would make it better. <laughs> if he was winking from where he looks right now, y'all are terrible. Man, you what? Think, you think it's Shane true, Douglas? Is, you think Shane Douglas is looking at Pillman and going, "How come he got this gimmick and I'm settled with this horse shit?" Yes. You know what's crazy? That they are being portrayed or or pushed as these quote-unquote baby faces they being the dynamic dudes and like it's just terrible but pillman naturally in this gimmick exudes baby face like he's yeah. not even trying like, yeah. they're trying hard and it's not happening but pillman he's not even trying and it's just natural like you know what i'm saying harper what's that shit on yeah. his arm is that a piece a, of shit on it? That's a birthmark. That's a birthmark. Oh. You are an idiot. You know what? I was thinking about them on a skateboard. You think they would have gotten sponsored by Vision or fucking... Tony Alva? Airwalks or something. Right. Volterra? Bones Brigade? Right. Exactly. Nah, bruh. Mike knows I don't know. about that. Hopper, when... When they come out with the skateboards, have you ever paid attention to see what kind of skateboards they 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 have? Cheap. No. I'm just it's probably like I... the ones that that my mom got me at fucking service merchandise when I was like ten. It, it just was... had a, a, a fucking ninja on it, and it was. I was just gonna say it was that skinny piece of hard ass plastic. Oh my no. god! I had one of those first. And I was too goddamn big, and it, it looked like a cartoon. I would just stand on it; it would just. <laughs> what age? What age was this? Oh God! Like 
nine, and then and then my mom got me awarding the one for service merchandise that is hell like a ninja doing a karate kick on it, and it's, it just said ninja. See, I'm holding like off. Real one. I'm holding off on a skateboard for Latrell, but the only reason is is I can't, when he falls off and breaks his arm, I need to take him to the hospital when it's not in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Well, just give him the pads and all that shit and a helmet. He ain't going to wear that shit. Come on. Kids are soft <laughs> these days, but they ain't that soft. Hubbard, you mean you didn't have a Volterra? No. It was like the cheap one you get for like, you know, ten ninety nine or whatever. At least it was gotcha. wooden. Gotcha. Okay. Well, shit happens. Wooden with those terrible yeah. wheels and barons and stuff. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Service merchandise or, or Gaylords or something like that. They sold that bull crap at in New Orleans. I know what you mean. All right. I mean, every well, place we, had the, the the like generic skateboard, though. Yeah, yeah. They, they all like had gold that. on it or a dragon or some shit. Zorlak, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what they didn't have on it was Pillman staring at us through the camera <laughs> right now like he was doing that poor Oh, that'd be kid. a great. That'd be a great what? That'd be a great tattoo. What? This. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you This picture right here. <laughs> Put that like on your back. Like, what is that? Is that the guy from Right Snake? That's fucking flying Brian Pillman. Look, I even got a, I even got him tattooed the way he was staring at the kid when he was plowing the mom. What? What's wrong with you? Grow up. <laughs> All right. All right, we'll keep the show moving. Uh, we are. We then go to a couple of promos. Doc, I got nothing from it. It's Captain Mike Rotunda followed by Dr. Death. It's very meat and potatoes, and I don't have anything. Did you have something? I, I thought that I actually thought Steve uh, that Doctor Death wasn't terrible. He, I mean, it doesn't mean that it was good. It just means he wasn't terrible. Rotundo is just I'm gonna take you down and teach you a wrestling lesson. My Rotundo looks like he's gonna fucking rehab in this. <laughs> he does look a little. Look at his eyes. Yeah, and his hair's all fucking messy. <laughs> Captain. Look at him. Uh, it was very meat and potatoes, and Dr. Death is meat and potatoes, too. And uh, Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Uh, if there's nothing else, we'll keep it moving. We go to Ricky Steamboat, who defeats Big Jim Bryant. They do another one of those pitcher-in-pitcher promos. I, I you know... Hopper, you had stepped away and we recalled you back because they did a picture in picture with Sting too. Uh, Doc had said, you know, that he hates this WWF style picture in picture BS. Uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, picture in picture type promo? Uh, if it's, I don't mind it. I think if they keep it short and sweet, so it doesn't take away from the uh, for the match too much. He grew up on WWF, everybody. Don't listen to that. Let me... I mean, if they keep it to like 10 or 15 seconds. It's short. I will say this about 
about them the way they're doing it now if you're watching it on our video version remember when they were in the studio and they would do it and they would cover up half the ring i don't like this it's just too big well at least they're not covering <laughs> up that, half the ring girl, is that what your girl said thanksgiving night This is why people tell tell us to grow up and y'all are immature. I don't like this. It's too big. <laughs> Aubrey, did we lose you? Oh, where'd he go? I think there's been a solar flare over <laughs> the state of Louisiana, dude. Uh, did he mute himself? What did he do? Jesus oh, keep... Christ. Maybe he had to take another dump. Did you did, did you buy for the love of God on this recording? Note the commercial before this match that says on the main event this week. The main event on main event is Tommy Rich versus the Sheik. Um, I saw that they're gonna. I was gonna save it till the end. Okay. There's a the Harper's Harper's breathing heavy now. I I, I don't know what happened. I just fucking unmuted. The headphones, it's it's it said call lost. I don't know, bro. Oh, this sucks. The self <laughs> yeah. connected now. All right. Well, can you hear us on Skype now? Yeah, this is fucking Bush League shit. <laughs> it's your internet. Doc, do you want to ask him what you were asking him a second ago before he cut off? Yeah, it's the the internet because it keeps like coming 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 and going. The last thing you said before you got knocked off was, I don't like this. It's too big. And I ask you if that's what your girl girl said on Thanksgiving night. That's nice. <laughs> I think Maybe Mike got worried. Night, that you, fucking night before. Yeah, you were too stuffed from stuffing to stuff her turkey. Mm. Did you stuff her turkey Wednesday night or Thursday night, Hopper, or both? Oh, Wednesday. Because I got yeah. work on fucking the next day. Oh, so you were up real late on Wednesday night, just plowing away. Yeah, because that was a good thing. Because I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm off tomorrow, so might as well do some fucking." Right, exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, Harper's, right? Harper's our spirit animal, Maddie. <laughs> if I'm off tomorrow, this is a great opportunity for me to get some extra sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Not Hopper. No. Oh, I mean, we. I mean, we, we got some sleep too. <laughs> they don't have kids, so that's, he can plow and sleep, Doc. That's, yeah, we didn't have to go to my mom's house till fucking two. So, what a life! It was great. My no kids, kids up, dog. My kids get up at six six forty five every morning, regardless. Circle, circle, dot, dot, and then sleeping late, too. Yep. All right. Uh, Any thoughts on Ricky Steamboat defeating Big Jim Bryant, Hopper? I mean, it's fucking Steamboat looking fucking good. He looks good. Um, Yeah. I didn't have one single note from this. Yeah. I mean, it's Steamboat, you know. Well... The only thing I'll mention is he does say during that pitcher and pitcher promo, he mentions 
He got DQ'd in Baltimore against Luger because his mindset was that of a no DQ match, even though it was a no it wasn't a no DQ match. It was a regular match and he said that. So whatever. That's the same kind of bullshit that gets you hot when I say the Saints can't win in the cold. Because it's not true. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right. I By hate the way, that shit. The Y'all Saints have the won like their last six games in last weather forty, de- 40 degrees or lower. <laughs> and the when the temperature is forty or below, they're six and zero in their last six games like that. See, yeah, I'm just pointing that out. They can't win on the cold. Wow, the cold Denver. You know, you know what pisses me off about that more than anything is because it's lazy analysis. It is lazy, like. Come up with something more creative, all right? Stop that with the lazy analysis. It's like lazy booking and wrestling. Be a little bit more creative with your analysis. Don't default to, oh, nope, can't win in cold. Okay, if you say so. Have you looked? No, you haven't. Let's keep it moving. Lex Luger's about to cut a promo. Lex is going to make a lot of sense here. Here it is. Just a short while ago, in the showcase event of the year, in a U.S. title match, I had to have knots put all across my back by the role model of the NWA, the clean liver, the clean futter, the dragon, Ricky Steamboat. This only reinforces my stance that you will never, ever get a no disqualification match for this U.S. title because it's my title. I am the man to beat in this sport today. I am the premier wrestler in this sport today. And I'm not going to have anybody trash a million-dollar body with a three-dollar chair than any island in the arena across this country, Ricky Steamboat. This only reinforces what I've said all along. And Ricky Steamboat, hell is going to freeze over before you get a no-DQ match for this title. I thought Luger Who's made that? sense. Who's Eddie and Dick? <laughs> that feels like a rib. Did that sound stupid? Eddie and Dick. It sounds like a like a TV show. Doc, you gotta explain what you're talking about here, because you just wow, randomly Bill blurt that out Norman. after a Luger promo. Well, I mention it so that you can describe it. Okay, so after the Luger promo, which by the way I thought Luger made sense, he don't need to give Steamboat nothing. He's the champ. You you try you got yourself DQ'd. You're supposed to be this you know spot on or squeaky clean baby face, but you you're the one who got DQ'd anyway. So after the Luger promo, they go to this, you know, they show the NWA NWA main event graphic uh, that's going to be on Sunday night at 6:05 Eastern, and it literally says this match is someone named Eddie and Dick versus Wild Bill and Norman. Yeah, oh, God. Doesn't that just sound like shit? <laughs> Eddie and Dick versus Wild Bill and Norman. Could that be Eddie Guerrero and Dick Murdoch? Well, who's who's the Eddie? It's got to be Dick Murdoch, right? Well, who the fuck is it? Yeah, tell us. They got last names? <laughs> I mean, no one... Like, it never just says Art and Tully versus... Fuck. It's a good question. 
There's a site that has all the results on it. I bet you Eddie it's on that. Dick. Who the fuck? Keep going, Doc. I'm going to look it up. Okay, well, Luger was good there, and he did explain why he's not going to give Steamboat what Steamboat wants. Do you blame him? Steamboat was crazy, dude. Yeah. And that, I, well, Luger is really making some sense lately, huh? And he looks like a super dick with that hair in a ponytail behind him. Yeah, really. Which is a nice move if since he's trying to be a heel. He was really good at the pay-per-view, Harper. He put on his working boots. For the second straight pay-per-view, he was good. Luger's maybe my favorite wrestler right now. So, y'all, you you were right. It, one of them is Dick Murdoch, but it's Eddie Gilbert. Why don't they say that? Yeah. <laughs> right. It feels like it would have them. I guess they're out of, they don't have enough space on the graphic. But That's maybe. fucking bullshit, bro. You're goddamn t- right. Just put mad. And Murdoch. Yeah, Eddie. it would make sense. They they should put they should put it should be the last names. Right. Gilbert and Murdoch versus Wild Bill and Norman. So it was Eddie and Dick versus Bob and Steven. Boy, that 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 main event episode that they're referring to on the next day, July thirtieth, nineteen eighty nine. Listen to this card. Uh, you're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh at two of the matches. Um, but the. Well, you're going to laugh at the first match, I should say. The Ding Dongs versus Fred Avery and the Enforcer. Great. <laughs> Evidently, Paul Lee was on commentary during that match, and he was just ripping the Ding Dongs a new new butthole. Um, there were interviews with Funk and Flair on that episode. And, of course, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Tommy Rich versus the Iron Sheik is the main event on that week's episode, I believe. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's uh, Dick Murdoch and Eddie Gilbert. Versus Norman the Lunatic and Wild Bill. John Ayers, according to these results, looks like he managed Murdoch and Gilbert. That's 49er John Ayers, the, the 49, San Francisco 49er player. He's still around? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of crap going on on like these these main event episodes that like we never talk about and we never see because they never show it on, obviously, this show. But yeah, there's some, there's, there's some crazy... There's all kind of weird stuff going on. Anyway... That's Eddie Gilbert and Dick Murdoch versus Wild Bill and Norman the Lunatic on the January, I'm sorry, July 30th, 1989 episode. Okay. Uh, Hopper, did you have any other thoughts on Luger? I mean, he sounded great, and it was no lie. I agree. I thought he was spot on. I thought he was thought he was spot on. All right, we'll keep moving. Uh, we go to the next match on this week's show. Dear oh, God, oh, help there us. There he is. Norman the Lunatic, Sid Vicious, and Danny Spivey with Teddy Long versus Tommy Rich, Davey Rich, and Johnny Rich. The Party Patrol. The Party Patrol in a cokehead versus Norman in the Skyscrapers. I feel, I've said this a million times on on this show. I feel bad for the skyscrapers, especially after that pay-per-view. I'm, we won't say why, Doc, but the the patrons know because you and I talked about that during the show. But I feel bad for Sid and Spivey. I feel like they're do- being done wrong, even though I'm not big fans of theirs. This is just dumb tagging them with Norman against the Cokehead and the Party Patrol. And I love Come the Party on. Patrol. Nothing against Davey Rich and Johnny Rich. They're good kids. The other guy. He can get in an airplane and they can fall out the sky for all I care. Doc, your thoughts on this? 
This is hot garbage. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. It was boring. Do I need God. Norman the Lunatic in the ring with Tommy Rich in 1989? You don't need him any, fucking anywhere. Right. He is the key to victory. Silva told me on... Silva sent me a message and said... Why I, he nailed it finally? I couldn't figure out what Teddy Long looked like, but he's like, "Why does Teddy Long dress like a parking attendant in 1989 during this?" Or period? a bathroom attendant? Yeah, like he's gonna spray some fucking shitty cologne on you. <laughs> Come on! I hate those motherfuckers, bro. Oh God! You know what they remind me of? When you pull up to the red light and there's like the homeless guy. On the corner, and you're just like looking at him, like fuck. And he's just looking at you, like, hey, fuck, fuck. He wants a dollar from me, fuck. right? He's gonna, he's gonna really do whatever he can to to work me out of this dollar. Yeah. And the only place I go that had a bathroom attendant was the strip club. So why would I give you a dollar when I can give it to Chastity up on stage four? Yeah. She's gonna show me your hand up that paper towel. She's going to show me her butthole. What are you going to do? Okay. That's nice. Hey, I'm just saying. Hopper, you know the first time I saw, uh, the first time I think I I saw anyone in a bathroom like that, I believe, was that the House of Blues maybe? Yeah. The House of Blues had them. Yeah, they used to have them back in the day. And that dude put his hand out. I'm like, the hell are you looking for, bro? Like, give me five. I mean, I was like, I was like twenty-one years old, so you know, you don't this stuff you just don't know. And I'm like, this dude looking for a tip? Like, yeah, I left him hanging. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, you're a dick. Oh, you just handed me a paper towel. I mean, like, what the? But he has cologne and deodorant sitting there. <laughs> and so, Humper, my... <laughs> how many times did you take a swig of that mouthwash? Never. And then went and then went back and circle, circle, dotted, dotted that night. Come on. You know I ain't lying. Did you hear JR talking about Bartles and James during this? Yes. Remember when remember when they were like the only wine cooler around? Yeah, remember that commercial with the two old guys? Yep. Yes. Didn't Bruce Willis sing? That was Seagrams. Seagrams. Those were the two. The Bartles and James were the old yeah. two fuckers. And- do you remember the song that Bruce Willis would sing? It'll see Grums, golden wine cooler, something, something else. Golden <laughs> wine cooler. When yeah. he's on a porch with yep. the band. Yep. I remember that commercial. I remember going to the Saints game that year, and they played that commercial over. I guess there was like the sponsor, and they played it over and over on the Jumbotron thing. Good times. Yep. That's when Bruce Willis had fucking hair. Yep. Like, like they're like the. He was, he was probably also finger blasting Sybil Shepherd. Right. From fucking moonlighting. What's wrong with you? What? Dude. Finger blasting? What are you, 12? Finger blasting. That's what you. It's a super uh, power. Son of a <laughs> bitch! 
What the That's hell? Doc's <laughs> finisher. No. <laughs> That's Doc's finisher. I come off I come off the top rope. You go to the top I mean. rope. The finger blaster. That's it. That's it. No one gets up for the finger blaster. Hook the leg. We get the kid. It's all <laughs> she wrote. Jesus. All right. God. Yeah. All right. Um, Doc, y- you said it. This match. Uh, any thoughts? Besides, it's boring. Uh. No. Dude, they go for a while. Yeah. They, God. They this match put them made out me, there this, told them run the clock out. This match made me miss the Sheik and Simmons versus the Steiners. This match made me miss fucking Thunderfoot. Ooh, good one. Thunderfoot it, from 85. Dude, it's just Norman the Lunatic should not be Anywhere Mm-mm. around this, <laughs> nothing about him says, "Yeah, the, the, this guy should be on a major cable network." And look and, at him sitting in the corner of right, the ring bro, right now. What the with fuck the is he doing? He's crazy. And why are they hanging out with this fucking asshole? <laughs> These two stud athletes, right? Who are big fucking jack? Well, you know, big guys is Sid fucking looking like he just stepped out of a Marvel comic book and. Here's fucking Norman a drag who's, you know, 400 pounds wearing fucking scrubs and acts like a fucking, like he's from one flute over the fucking cuckoo's nest. Son of a bitch. Uh. Uh. He's got a point. Like, why is Teddy Long managing the skyscrapers and then Norman? Norman is like typical indie bullshit. Hubbard, That's what he you, is. You really would have threw a fit if you'd have seen Norman at the pay-per-view. Uh, Remember, Norman. Doc, when they put him on the gurney? No. Okay, you <laughs> forgot. All right. Yeah, I, I've got I've got nothing. This match goes on forever. Like it they they li- they really did like put them out there and go, okay. Eat up some minutes for us, brother. Here's the thing. We're recording this before the pay-per-view, so we can't really do anything in the ring or in front of the people. We'll cut some promos and splice them into the episode. Other than that, go out there and run some clock. Norman's still sitting on the apron. None of this is amusing at all. I guess if you're 10 years old, you're like, oh, yeah, this is good. No, no, no. no. If I was 10, I'd be thinking, why is he... Why are they hanging out with this guy? What the fuck is he doing? Uh, all right. Fair enough. Doc, any other thoughts or can we uh, maybe... Oh, go ahead. Hold what on. is he doing that labels him a lunatic? Nothing. He just labels as a fucking idiot. You can call him Norman the fucking idiot. Nothing Doc, says he... lunatic of what he's doing. Doc, hit him with your line. Boogie? Nothing about you says computers. Yeah. Well, the match finally will end. Um, It's a popcorn fart. Norman. Wait, I just realized Norman's in the background scrapping with Tommy Rich. Look (laughs) at that in the background. Good God, help me, please. As the skyscrapers pin Davy Rich with their powerbomb maneuver. 
God help me. Norman and Tommy Rich are throwing blows. I wonder how much cocaine they did in the back after that nonsense they just pulled off. All right. Uh, I got nothing else, Doc. This is just, oh, God. There, there it is, Doc. There's no, what no, we were talking no, about. No, no, yeah, but look at this. We haven't seen the, that's what I'm talking about. I sat there and watched all the sh- upcoming shows. That so was the best first. That was the best part of this episode. Well, I, I said it earlier. We're going to talk about it. Tommy Rich versus the Iron Sheik. You said you had some thoughts or you, you wanted to ask no. me about it, Doc? No. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I want, what do you think I about wanted, that match? Not much. Nothing. I, I, I watched all the upcoming. We're going to be in this town and this town. Let's see that. Okay, who had the filthier rats, though? Rich or Sheik? Sheik. Sheik. Probably Sheik. Really? I, I think so. I don't what know, kind of broad, man. What kind, of, what kind of broad do you have to be in 1989 to be hanging out with a sweaty Iranian? <laughs> right. That was a thing back Cocaine make you do a lot of crazy stuff, man. Oh, yeah, it does. But he's not the only one holding. Yeah. He's not the only one in this main event holding. (laughs) Jesus Christ. The Sheik and Tommy Rich. Oh, my God. All right. So let's go to the scroll that we were talking about Both opponents have stopped wrestling. They appear to be emptying a vial on the mat. All right, let's go. Let's go to the scroll. The action has really come to a standstill. Oh wait, now they're fighting over the vial. Okay. All right, Hopper. Here you go. So they went from Atlanta. Now they're in St. Louis. What an audio here. on this? It's old school. Kansas City. You want you want the audio? Yes. Yeah. Atlanta. Okay. Here we go. St. Louis, Missouri, Keel Auditorium. Rick Flair, the Road Warriors, and the Great Muda. On the fourth, Kansas City, Missouri, Kemper Arena, eight o'clock. Lex Luger, Rick Steiner, the Midnight Express. On the third, Little Rock, Arkansas, Barton Coliseum, 8 o'clock. Jerry Funk, Sting, and SST. On the first, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Centroplex. Midnight Express with Jim Cornette and the Road Warriors. Monday, July 31st, in New Orleans, Municipal Auditorium, 7.30. Dr. Death, Sting, and Lex Luger. Tomorrow night, Miami, Florida, Night Center, 8 o'clock. The Freebirds, the Great Muda, Dynamic Dudes. And tonight in St. Pete, the St. Petersburg Bayfront Center, 8 o'clock. Be at the bash. This is the NWA. We wrestle, except we put Norman the Lunatic out there. Anyway. Was uh, that the music from the uh, when we first started watching this for yes. the intro? Yes. That's I, th- it. I thought it was. Yep. That's it. But uh, Hopper, you know when you were watching this back in the day, and and Mama. Baton Rouge, yeah. Baton Rouge popped up. You knew what was next. Mama. Mama. You yeah. knew what was okay, next. Christopher, I'll ask your dad for the allowance money early. Yeah, my dad would take me to this shit. I was probably see when was that July of uh eighty nine. I was probably there. That's what I thought. I I had a feeling you were you you might have been there. Yeah. You think you were there though, for real? Yeah, for real. Because we that's the municipal a bunch of those matches. Yeah. Yeah. Me and either my dad would take me or my friend Randy, his dad would take us. 
All right. On that note, uh, we do have one more promo before we close out this week's episode of Saturday Night. JR is going to throw it to a promo with Terry Funk. Let's hear what Terry Funk's got to say. Again, he's not in center stage. They're shooting these promos off-site somewhere at a studio or backstage. Uh, hell, who knows? Uh, maybe they did it at the Bash. I don't know. But uh, he's not hes not there, so here it is. Championship Wrestling, Jim Ross back here with you. This past Sunday was a tremendous day for the NWA. But I think we all saw that what happened between Ric Flair and Terry Funk in the match, for you that were lucky enough to see it, did not end that situation. Well, that match did not end the situation. To make a comment, here is what he said about Ric Flair. I'm Terry Funk. I want to make a plea to you simple-minded people to look after the animals in this world that are almost becoming extinct. I'm talking about the whales. There's only a couple of hundred thousand of them. I'm talking about the wolves, where there's just several thousand of them. I'm talking about the polar bears in Alaska. I'm talking about the whooping cranes. And I'm talking about the most endangered species in the world. What is that species? The most endangered species is a funker. That's what I am. There is just one of me. You see, I am an individual and I am an athlete. Nobody owns Terry Funk. No organization, no corporation. I do what I want to. And I told you people it wasn't going to be the glory days in Baltimore. It was going to be the gory days. And that's exactly what they are, is the gory days. I took Ric Flair and I beat on him and I took away his pride. I took away all of his honor. The only thing that I didn't get from Ric Flair is that NWA World Championship belt. And that is exactly what I am going after. You see, I do what I say. Whenever I say something, I mean it. So you simple-minded people watch me become the new world's heavyweight champion. Quite obviously, ladies and gentlemen, the situation with Nature Boy Ric Flair and Terry Funk is far, far from over. We will address this situation in depth right here next week on Superstation TBS. We will hear comments tomorrow night at 6.05 on the main event from both Flair and Funk about their altercation. As I said, it is far from over between Funk and Flair in the NWA. I don't know, quite honestly, if the World's Heavyweight Championship is on the mind of Terry Funk. He wants to put Flair out of action. It's a reciprocal feeling, I can assure you. We'll have Ric Flair and maybe Terry Funk live in this studio next week here on the Superstation. But remember, tomorrow night we will hear from them in some pre-recorded comments on the NWA main event. For our whole crew, I'm Jim Ross saying thanks for being with us and so long, everybody. All right, so, Doc, your thoughts on Funk right there? It wasn't bad, but it wasn't his best. Yeah, my note said it was... It was okay. Everybody, yeah, it was everybody, okay. Everybody on this show feels like they got high before it went on. <laughs> okay. It just, it's, it's just dull. 
They were running the clock out because they recorded this before the bash. I'm telling you. That's not my problem. Yeah. I'm just telling you. And I'm just telling you, that's going to reflect in their grade. Well, real quick, before we go to that, Hopper, just so Uh, you know, July 31st, New Orleans Municipal Auditorium. Um, Tell me if this rings a bell. Eddie Gilbert uh, pinned the bounty hunter. Um, if you would have been there, Scott Steiner pinned Rip Morgan. He used a Frankensteiner. Uh, they had a da- they recorded a Danger Zone segment. Sting and Steve Williams defeated Terry Funk and Terry Gordy via D- DQ. Wow, that seems like that'd have been pretty good. Uh, the crowd chanted during that match, "Funk ain't shit." Funk ain't shit. Y'all are a classy bunch of people down there. Yeah, that sounds so, about right. At the municipal auditorium, yeah, um, <laughs> and evidently these matches aired on. Uh, let's see, these matches aired for. This is confusing the way it's set up. Um, the on the main event show on eight six of eighty nine, according to this, maybe I'm wrong, but Mike Rotunda versus Steve Dane. Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane defeated Jack Victory and Rip Morgan also. So there was um there was some um some oh, Jesus. NWA tag champs, Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin versus Shane Douglas and Johnny Ace. Ugh. Yeah, you have the the attendance. It, it it's not listed. They don't have the do you attendance remember, listed. Do you remember when you liked Michael Hayes? I don't hate Michael Hayes. I don't like Michael Hayes on commentary in the NWA during this time. I don't know how many times I have to tell you that for it to sink into your thick fucking skull, but I don't hate Michael Hayes. Oh, seems like it. Let me tell you all, though, the attendance during this time period is is very much all over the place. And what I mean by that is the, the records I'm looking at, it like they were at Miami, Florida on July 30th, the night before. At the Knight Center, Doc. Maybe you can Google real quick where the Knight Center is, or how much, how many people it holds. They did twenty eight hundred people in the Knight Center. Now, the Knight Center sounds like a small building. I've never heard of it, but my point being, they did twenty eight hundred there. Um, but I was I was looking earlier in the either month or year. I saw a card where they were at the Dorton Arena, which is one of the old JCP hot you know buildings that were real hot you hear corny talk about it all the time and we've actually seen some saturday night tv tapings from there where that building packed that's the one that's got the windows up high and it's got a real unique kind of look to it well like they only had like four thousand in a dorton arena and that's not a lot for that building now it sure does beat a thousand in the, the damn silver dome but that's neither here nor there uh they've got a they were in Philadelphia on July 22nd of 89. They only did 3,000 there. That sounds like a small crowd for the Civic Center, but again, yeah. it's still it's still nothing I think beats freaking a uh, uh, 1,000 people in in the Silver Dome. You're never going to, you know, that 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 set the mark uh as far as I'm concerned. Well, it held about 4,600. It's that convention center building. Remember the Night Center? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They did a clash there then. Right, yeah. It's the same building. Okay. So, yeah, they did... That wasn't too bad then. I mean, what? 4,600, they did 2,200. 
Uh, I mean, I guess that's all right. I mean, their attendance is all over the place. Like, they went to the Boston Garden July 8th. 4,800 people at the Boston Garden. That's not terrible, but... 48. That's the old garden. I mean, obviously, not not, not the one that exists today. So, like, they're not, like, horrendous, but it's also not great. The Omni on July 2nd, 6,800. That's that's not horrendous, but it's not what it was just a few years earlier. That's like 68. That's maybe a little over half full. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, Pittsburgh PA Civic Civic Arena, 3,566 on June 25th of 89. I don't understand why who's ever writing the checks didn't go, hey, man. What the fuck's going on here? We're fucking losing money. Well, at this point, I do know how that happens. Doc, you want to explain to Hopper why when a corporation's running things, maybe things like that kind of slip under the... Right, that's what I'm saying. Why can't... Hey, man, you know, this isn't fucking working out. Let's book in, in smaller buildings. Doc, you got any thoughts on that? Why a corporation isn't... uh? Bring that up. Doc, did you disappear? Um, I had to do a little bit of repair on my headset. Don't worry. I didn't <laughs> shove it up anything, so you don't have to send me another one. But it's a two-part, two-parter, and it got unplugged, and so I had to do a little bit of work, make sure it was unplugged. And <sighs> Did you hear Hopper's question? No, I didn't. So... Uh-oh. My headset okay, was unplugged. I'll, I don't know how much clearer I have to be about that. Okay. Hopper asked, I was reading some of the attendance, and you've got these buildings that are half or less than half full, you know, a quarter full. And Hopper said, I don't understand how this happens. How? how why doesn't somebody go, hey, what the hell? And my response was, well, you've got a corporation running it at this point. And I said, Doc, do you want to tell Hopper why possibly when a corporation's running things, Maybe such things as while the attendance is sucky and we're not drawing money uh, gets overlooked. When you're part of a large corporation, this could be a tax write-off. It could be so small that nobody gives a shit. Uh, It could be general incompetence. Could be. (laughs) Well, and I think he doesn't want to say what he wants to say it. I think the other thing, though, is at this time, this is still Ted Turner's pet. Everybody perceives it as his pet. And you're not, I don't care in a corporation, you're not going to kill the big boss's pet, no matter how stupid it is. That's a good point. Yeah, but I I, I, I get that. But why why wouldn't he just switch to a smaller building? Something not as small. Here's another problem. A lot of older executives and corporations only know how to do things one way. So when they when the world changes, they can't change with the times. Hopper, they are going to smaller buildings. Like on June seventeenth of eighty nine, they, they tried the to... Orange Bowl in fucking eighty six. Now they're in the Knight Center. Well, I was going to say on June seventeenth of eighty nine. They're in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and it just says high school. 
500 um, people were there. That's sad. That's sad. Boy, Billy had 500 I, people? Listen to this card. Norman the Lunatic uh, versus Steve Casey. <laughs> Dan Spivey versus Ricky Santana, who subbed for Bob Orton Jr. We haven't seen Dick, him in a while. Dick Murdoch versus Mike Rotunda. The Midnight Express versus Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. Wait, Eddie what? Gilbert. What'd you say? Wiggins 2? The Midnight versus Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. This mm. is pre, pre, uh, you know, you know, that team. Um, Eddie Gilbert versus Norman. <laughs> Again? Yeah, Norman worked twice. Norman sub for the Great Muda. And then Rick Steiner versus Kevin Sullivan. So, like, they're going, the... they're going to, like, they are going to small buildings. But then, that was on, Hopper, that was June 17th. The next night, they're in St. Louis at the Keel Auditorium. Everybody knows what the Keel Auditorium yeah. is. June 18th of 1989, 2,227 Jesus people. Christ. <laughs> I think the St. Louis Blues used to play there. The Keel Auditorium is a historical auditorium. Right. I mean, yeah. It's a, it... It holds a lot more than 2,200. God, bro. Anyway, I, I just, I don't know. I was thinking about that as we were talking about just wrapping up this show and and the attendance and when we looked at the New Orleans card for July 31st or whatever it was. Anyway, all right, Doc, I know we're starting to run long. Uh, We got to rate this thing and hand out some Rolex. Before we do so, quick reminder, everybody, it is the holiday season. Christmas is upon us. At this point, it's really just about a little bit more than two weeks away. So please make sure, please make sure as of this airing, it's about two weeks away, a little bit more than that. uh, Please Uh. make sure you use our Amazon referral link. Uh, I'm sorry, our Amazon Associates link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. A great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already spending money on Amazon, the show gets a little kickback in return. I'd like to thank everybody who used the link during the uh, Thanksgiving sales that they had and Black Friday and all that good stuff. But please consider or continue using that link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show. Also, don't forget... Uh, the annual Patreon option is still available. Uh, right now, you get one month free if you sign up. It is tinyurl.com slash BTT. If you're an existing Patreon member, you can move to annual and get that one month free. Uh, but if you want to go month to month, you can do that as well. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. That is the only way to get our Clash of the Champions reviews, our uh, Great American Bash pay-per-view that we just did. Uh, all that good stuff is up on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Doc, uh, why don't you rate this thing first? And you said uh, this show is going to pay for it in its ratings. C+. plus. All right. Hopper, what are you going to uh, do? I give it a C. A C+. Plus. I think I'm, I'm, I'm with God. Hopper. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I was going to say C. Nothing's the only reason man. why I'm not giving it a C is because it was only 37 minutes long. Yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Always a great. Reason. If you can, if you if you can go to two people's houses for Thanksgiving, you can sit through 37 minutes of anything. Oh, shut up. 
I'm with you. I'm giving it a C, though. All right, so, Doc, who are you giving your Rolex to? I, I'm dying to hear who you give this Rolex to this week. I'm giving it to that ad with all the local shows coming up. <laughs> seriously? I yeah. Seriously. I give it Come my on. name. AMW Root Beer. I'm, disapp- I'm disappointed. I thought you were going to give it to that. <laughs> <laughs> no. The Pillman pinfall and Pillman looking at the kid as he plows the mom. I really well, who thought that's who you were going to give it to. No, I like those local ads, man. That took me back. It was nostalgic. The local ads were cool. I, um, I'm giving it to Pillman. Who are you giving yours to, Hopper? Uh, Luger for his promo. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, it is what it is, right? You're not going to... I really, this was truly a throwaway episode, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other way to, it's really no other way to say it. This was a throwaway episode. All right. On that note, uh, I'm going to take care of some business before we get out of here. First off, uh, make sure you check out our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the Northern version of BTT slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun. Nonetheless, they support us. So please support them. And also check out, Mike Prue and JV as they do the bottom line cast, which is on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. They're also our ECW hosts, uh, uh, part of the JV Goon Squad. The ECW hosts on our Patreon feed, they do our ECW show. So uh, check out their bottom line cast, which is a free show that they do on their own free feed. Uh, Doc, you got anything else before we uh, hit the go home queue? I just figured you'd want to say rest in peace to Pat Patterson, who died today. I'm glad you brought that up because it completely slipped my mind. He's the very first intercontinental champion. He's the guy who came up with the Royal Rumble. In all seriousness, you and I were talking about him not that long ago and how we like to give the WWE a hard time. But the one thing that they perfected was the battle royal in the form of the Royal Rumble. And you know whose idea that was, was Pat Patterson. So I, have also, I also have a feeling he was somebody who was able to talk sense into Vince. Yes, I think so, too. Now, you nailed it when you say that. Like, he, but he's one of the only people you're saying that could actually get into Vince's thick skull and convince him of something. Are you sure you want to do that? And Vince would be like, well, if Pat's saying it, I probably need to rethink it. Great, great point. Totally agree. But he's he's up he's up in heaven tonight with his boyfriend Louie, and I imagine they're having fun. God bless him. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. All right, Hopper. Anything else before we get out of here? No, sir. Well, I'm glad your internet seems to like started working finally, and uh, we were able to get through this show. So, Hopper, do us a favor. Hit the tagline and get us out of here. Book it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>